Today's episode of the 20-something series is brought to you by your newest blog obsession, Where There Is Wi-Fi. Where do entrepreneurs work when they don't have an office? Wherever there is Wi-Fi. Join a few bloggers as they work in the coolest places outside of a corner office. Where There Is Wi-Fi is a photo blog and will launch September 15th, 2017. Follow at Where There Is Wi-Fi on Instagram and visit their website, www.wheretheresswifi.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Milwaukee Podcast Festival. Special thanks to our sponsors, Cocoa and Butter Management, the Milwaukee Business Journal, and onmilwaukee.com. Also, special thanks to our official nonprofit partner, Use Your Words. The Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz will headline Milwaukee's first festival to showcase local podcasts. The Evolving Chair, Technical File, 72 and 10, Sweats and Suits, Don't Take It Personal, The Milwaukee Business Journal, Egos and Opinions, and of course, the 20-something series, that was a lot, I'm out of breath, will perform 30-minute segments in front of a live audience at Wilson Theater. Please purchase tickets at Ticketmaster.com and visit MilwaukeePodcastFestival.com for more information. your host Jasmine Henley Brown and you're listening to the 20 something series all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the 20 something series I just want to thank you if this is your first week tuning in welcome if it's not your first week welcome back I'm really happy um this is your host Jasmine Snow of House (laughs) of House Stark King I mean Queen of Winterfell (laughs) <laughs> I just started watching Game of Thrones and I'm like totally into it. And so, you know, when somebody like first starts to watch a series or something, they always think like they're the experts. So now I know, think I know everything about the Seven Kingdoms. And um, I hate King Joffrey. I can't wait for that bitch to die. I can't wait for Cersei to die, but I already know Cersei's not going to die. So, um, but I think I'm just going to be really happy when King Joffrey go ahead, goes ahead and uh, bites the dust because he is a super asshole but anyway i hope you guys have been having a really good time since the last time we spoke i have a really special guest in here today um i've had a couple of my friends on here i want to say though this is my longest friend that has been like we've been friends for for the longest we met when we were how old eight eight years old Gosh, and I'm 28, man. 20 years of friendship, y'all. Please Woo-hoo. welcome Mary Alice Weiss. Hey, everybody. <laughs> well, Mary Alice, so thank you so much for coming in and joining us today. We're doing some, we're doing things a little bit differently. Usually, when I have somebody on here, I'm kind of asking them questions and getting to know them. But Mary Alice, being the genius that she is, she was like, "Man, we should, we should trade places. The tables." shall turn and I would like to interview you on your podcast and I'm like well I'm not really that interesting don't know if anybody's really going to care but she insisted um and so that's what we're going to do today she has some questions for me and it might be questions that you might have had for me and so we'll just go ahead and kind of jump 
right into that because I got out what I really wanted to get out was like how I am the one true wife of Jon Snow (laughs) and there shall be none after me. Okay, I want to start off by saying that I'm super nervous. Why am I so nervous? Don't be nervous. You know what? Honestly, I always tell people not to be nervous, but, like, I'm nervous every time I do it. Um, So, just, it's cool. Okay. We're all nervous, basically. (laughs) Just a bunch of nervous people. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. What what kind of day was it when you were born? I'm just making that up. Don't (laughs) don't answer that question. I was about to say, (laughs) shit, I don't know. What was it like outside? It was October 20th. Look, I don't even know my birthday. It was October 17th. At 10.27 a.m., I'm sure it was a joyous day. (laughs) It was the day that, you know, bad bitches are born. (laughs) So let's, we should really just start from the top, like how we met and where we met. Okay, so we met, I remember I was, it was my first time going to a camp away from home, Camp Helen Brockman, woot woot, Uh, and I was going, my cousins were going, Tweet, Nikki, and I remember getting on the bus and I sat in the front because, like, that's what, you know, nerds do and, like, people who are not cool, they sit in the front of the bus <laughs> so they won't get fucked with in the back of the bus. <laughs> so I sat in the front of the bus because I was scared. And I remember this girl got on the bus with the same hat as me. And it was a Tweety Bird, like, baseball hat, like, blue jean and had Tweety Bird on there. And... This girl got on the bus and she knew everybody. And I remember being instantly jealous because I'm just like, well, who is she? Because all the kids on the bus are like saying hi to her and like happy to see her again for another summer. So I remember thinking like, man, she's cool and I don't like her because she's cool and I'm not. Um, And so that's what I remember. I don't remember the exact moment that we like decided we didn't hate each other. But I remember we were in the same cabin and I'm sure at some point we just decided that we were not going to kill each other because we had the same hat on. It was fate from the JCPenney catalog. Because <laughs> that's definitely where that hat came from. Everything I wore back then came from <laughs> JCPenney catalog. I couldn't believe it. I know I was mad, too. Like, I was angry at you. First of all, you've always been, like, stylish your whole entire life. Thank you. Like, from birth, I'm sure. And you it had on my... It was bad bitches when I was born. My hat. And I'm like, wait, who is she with my hat on? Like... I circled this out of the JCPenney catalog. My grandma ordered it for me because I got anything I wanted, and she has the nerve to wear my hat to my camp. I was angry. I don't know why I was so mad, but I was. So you were, like, queen of Camp Helen Brockman. Let's all put this in Game of Thrones terms, right? You were queen of House Helen Brockman. Man, I love that camp. Those were the days. I know. So we went back every summer. Yeah. For years. And we had some other friends. We did. Like, I think that's, like, the place where I've met, you know, the people that I've been with, like, the longest as far as, like, friendships. Mm-hmm. So if you have children out there, definitely send them to summer camp because yeah. lifelong bonds happen there. Absolutely. 20 years later. Absolutely. Okay. That's a long ass time. And then we went through camp and then we got older in the middle school. I remember going to your middle school graduation. I was so geek. <laughs> that was the day. At, at Grand Avenue? Yes. My oh, mama my gosh. Me, as a matter of fact. And I had a jersey dress on. <laughs> Was it the Celtics? <laughs> it was no, it was a Denver Nuggets. It was a Denver Nuggets jersey dress, and like I had an updo. Did you have on those? Um, what was those boots that looked like? Um, what were they called? Because I had on some uh, Air Force One. Oh, thugging at graduation. <laughs> thugging at graduation with the updo. I, I got my updo done on like center too. 
the girl. A little super hood. Plenty of jail and spritz. <laughs> Y'all graduations were different than the kind that I experienced. Yeah. Because it was like a whole formal event at mm-hmm. South Milwaukee. So it was always like a culture shock for me doing anything through like NPS. Yeah. But it was a, a good experience to be able to experience both sides of the spectrum and see what was going on. So we grew up and then we graduated middle school, high school, um, living that thug life. Mm. And then you just decided, I know you were in school for a little bit. Can you talk about your experience in college and when you decided you wanted to, like, not go back? Um, so I never liked school. And I think, like, I talk about this, like, the college dropout mm-hmm. episode. I think it's episode five. But I never have liked school because I've just never been, like, a good, like, formal student right so I never got good grades in school like I barely graduated from high school and um yeah college was just the same thing for me it was very structured uh it was kind of stifling as far as like creativity was concerned even though like I went to community college and then I went to like the Illinois Institute of Art which should have been more creative but I went for the wrong reasons um so that was a part of it I just went for fashion because people told me I should have gone for fashion (laughs) and so I was just not happy because I wasn't really like walking in my own purpose and so yeah I, I went to college and I thought I was going to graduate, but then I got there and I was just like, mm, I don't really like this. And I was living in Chicago and it was expensive. And yeah, so I just figured I would figure out another way to like be successful. And so I stopped going and I attempted to go again. So technically with my attempts, I should have a degree you with do. the amount of attempts. In that. life, you have a degree in life. <laughs> I do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of like my experience. I think college is unless you're going for like you know a certain thing and if unless you just like it because some people just are great students and they love school and it means a lot to them so I always encourage that but for me that's not where I thrive and so that's why college just didn't work for me and I don't think it will unless I decide to become a doctor which I won't (laughs) that's okay (laughs) I believe in you whatever you choose (laughs) so I remember you left when you left Chicago I'm thinking you came back here for a while or did you go you did and Mm -hmm. then you went to Atlanta after that no New York first yeah it was New York first tell us about your time in New York uh I was poor and so (laughs) it's I kind of have like um the story that a lot of people have when they go to New York City is like when you think you're going to go to New York City, you think about sex in the city and yes. you think you're going to go there and be fabulous and like eat at expensive restaurants and like wear really nice clothes. And it's, it was the complete opposite of that. Like I was so poor at one point living in New York that you sent me a care package, like a literally a box of food, like noodles. I remember because I was very happy. I loved noodles at that time in my life. Uh, but it had chicken flavor cereal. ramen noodles yeah. in there. You have cereal. <laughs> like, did it have like some canned goods in there? I think so. She was with me. Well, my mom was with me when uh, my mom's <laughs> here. I'm sorry. So if I keep referencing my mom, it's because she's sitting here. Um, she was with me when I actually got the stuff. Yeah. And brought it to you. Man, you don't even that that really helped me out because there were and you know I was like oh there were times in New York where I didn't know like when I was gonna eat. You know, like, if I was going to have, like, three meals that day. And so that time was – it was very character-building, though. And, like, I have a really good relationship with God. And, like, that was the year that I really cultivated that relationship because I didn't have really anybody else to go to, you know, aside from my family, you, you know, like, some of my other friends. So, 
yeah, that was a really tough time financially, but I think I kind of, that was also the year aside from uh, spirituality, that was the year that I kind of like came into my own confidence as far as like what I really wanted to do with my life. So I was, you know, writing for a magazine, like interning there, like interning at a radio station. So that was the year that like everything that you're seeing now is like a direct result of everything that happened that year which was 2012 so whoop whoop and as a matter of fact I think I was out of work too at that time like I didn't actually yeah my, yeah, I was out was of work it? okay yeah so I was out of work so it kind of like came together for you and me at the same mm-hmm. time because that's when I decided that I actually figured out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and everything I thought I wanted to do wasn't what I wanted to do yeah but me when I was unemployed for an entire year that's when I really figured out like that's when I was most active like Mm -hmm. I started volunteering more and everything and learning so I think that those times when we don't necessarily have much you know we start to figure things out we get uncomfortable so we get creative yep yep and I mean listening to like listen to the other episodes and stuff I'm just I was trying to play like devil's advocate (laughs) where I was trying to say like man if I was somebody that didn't know her like I would think she just like woke up like this like I would think that you definitely just came out the gate and you I mean you've always went hard but I would think that this was something that you like straight out of high school oh this is what I'm gonna do I'm Mm -hmm. gonna do this but I don't think a lot of your listeners know like there is a struggle involved like there was a real life struggle Mm -hmm. and knowing that I think that that gives them hope you know and it inspires them to do whatever it is that they want to do because like you said college is not for everybody Mm -hmm. you know nobody you don't necessarily have to go to college to be successful and you're like living proof of that I brag about you all the time (laughs) you know that like when you came to the office the other day I was like getting everybody ready you know like it's right before a big banquet and like get this ready get this ready the queen is coming the queen is coming that's how I was I was running around at work and then everybody's like who is this person and then I had to of course take you the office and just show show you off because you are life that means so much to you guys that's what i'm saying you gotta have friends around you that really like believe in you to no end you know what i mean like you have to have friends that continually encourage you and inspire you and motivate you to be your best self and then when you are walking in you know what you feel to be your best self they encourage you during that you know and they're part of you so like you guys listening yes there is a struggle to this I mean I'm still you know it's an everyday struggle basically (laughs) um when you're just trying to get to really where you want to be and and you brought up a good point though is like people might look at you and you know whatever part of your journey is because if they don't know what Mm -hmm. you went through before that they just assume that's always been your journey and it just hasn't been so if you are out there and you having a year like I had in 2012 and you broke as shit call us because if nothing else (laughs) We got some ramen noodles. I will send you a care package. Care <laughs> packages <will>. on deck. <laughs> Definitely. So when you left, um, you left New York. Yeah. And where did we go from there? Atlanta, Georgia. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Shout out to the ATL. I was going to say shout out to Hotlanta, but that's <laughs> so like when you go to Atlanta and you call it Hotlanta, people from there immediately are annoyed with you. Like clearly you're not from here. Cause nobody <laughs> that lives there actually calls it Hotlanta. That's one place I've never been. Atlanta? Yes. Oh, you got to go at least once. I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see some people down there. Atlanta I don't know how I picture cool. it, though. It's it's beautiful. And um, it's hot as shit. <laughs> uh, most of the time there. They get some cold. You know, I think there's a misconception because it's in the South that they don't get cold. But they get pretty 
chilly out there, like 20, you know, 20 degrees. They've got, they got into the teens when I was living there. They shut everything down, though. They oh. get too cold because they, they don't play that shit down there. Um, you will not go to work or school if it's too cold, which is what I did appreciate. But, yeah, Atlanta is a beautiful place. Um, I loved it. I lived there for three years. Um, another transformative time in my life. So always love. Forever I love Atlanta. What did you do while you were in Atlanta? Uh, Let's see. So I went through a time in Atlanta where, like, I did not work in entertainment or media at all. Like, I remember, and that was also really tough for me because I was a leasing agent. Like, I became a leasing agent there because I really needed a job where I could get my own apartment. Because I moved to Atlanta. I moved with my aunts. And she lived like 45 minutes outside of Atlanta. And it was like, I didn't want to have to commute back and forth. And so I got a job as a leasing agent and I just kind of got like stuck in that job, which is, which happens to a lot of people. You get somewhere and you just become unmotivated. Um, You forget kind of like what you really want to do. And that's the time that I went through. Um, I was really just trying to find myself. I was trying to find a relationship. Like, you know, it was a time in my life where I just, I really, I remember really wanting like a boyfriend. And so I just kind of lost motivation for my professional life. And yeah, I did leasing. And then I ended up, uh, I did that for like a year and a half. And then I started selling homes for a real estate developer, which I did realize real estate is something else that I'm really interested in and passionate about. And I found that when I started working for a developer. Um, But yeah, shortly after that, I I started working at a radio station in Boston Film in Atlanta and that kind of, well, sorry, rewind. I did some freelance writing work and I remember like doing a freelance article for Vibe and this was like years after I had interned and I remember doing like pitching an article to them that they picked up and that was what like made me remember what I really liked to do and that was you know the the industry that I wanted to be in and so yeah I did that article and then I started actively pursuing working in entertainment and media again and came across Boss FM stalked Alex <laughs> to like give me a job there and then yeah he hired me as the executive producer for his show The Shake Up and that was what really just got me back in the swing of things and this I'm, I'm just gonna say this again and we just gonna clarify this one more time for the people <laughs> This is coming from somebody who decided that college wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. for her and struggled yep. through some times. So it's absolutely pos- possible. I don't know if I told you, I'm thinking my theme for this mm-hmm. is to show people that the glow up is real. <laughs> like you can you can get through anything and yeah. still be able to follow your dreams. That's where we're going with this, people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, okay, you were in Atlanta. You spent your time there. You uh, found your passion again. So when we left Atlanta, where do we go? Uh, back to Chicago, back to Chicago. Yes. After three years in Atlanta, I liked it down there, but Southern culture just was not ever home. Um, and I just had a yearning for the Midwest. Uh, and so Chicago was kind of like not Milwaukee, right? Cause at this time I still was like, I'm not going back to Milwaukee. I don't care what anybody says. And so I left Atlanta, went to Chicago and I, I was still working in real estate development and um, 
still working in, in entertainment and media. I just didn't know exactly how I was going to continue that because I had to leave the radio station, obviously. But I mean, I still, I still work for Boss FM. I don't do anything, but I still work there. They can never get rid of me. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I went to Chicago after Atlanta. I'm going to rewind. Um, we're going to go back uh, okay. to Atlanta. But because uh, yeah, I just got a question, because a lot of people think that, you know, oh, you're supposed to wait for people to come to you or you're supposed to wait mm-hmm. for your opportunity. Tell us how you seize the day with Alex. Oh, so uh, that's so funny that you say seize the day because his like saying is like today is greater. <laughs> um, so it's just funny that. Um, so, yeah, I. It was funny. I was on Instagram one day just scrolling around like we always do. And I saw a show, which is a show that's no longer on their network. So I'm not going to say what that show is. But I found this show on Instagram and I thought it was just like a really cool show. And so just kind of clicking and lurking, I ended up finding the network that the show was on, which was Boss FM. And I saw that it was a digital um, like radio station and I was like this is really really cool and just after further <laughs> research I found out it was not only black owned but like millennial black owned so like some young black people own this really cool radio station and I found out that Alex was he said he was on the executive team he didn't say he was the fucking owner <laughs> of the radio station but he just said he was like on the executive team so I found him on Instagram and I remember like not having much radio experience because at that particular time I wanted to be a radio host and I didn't have an air check like I didn't have anything that you needed to send to submit to be a host and I was like how am I gonna get in front of him and i pretty much don't have what I need um, to have to ask for what I'm going to ask for. And so Alex, if you know Alex uh, on social media, he's one of those people that has like 10,000 followers and he follows like 75 people, (laughs) (laughs) right? But I think he followed like at least like a thousand people. I'll say that because it was quite a few. And I remember looking at that and I was like, I'm going to go through the people that he follows to see if we have any mutual friends. And so crazy, crazy story. I get through all of his followers. I mean, I get to the second to last person that he follows. And it was this uh, guy named Daryl. Like one of my friends from Milwaukee, we had him in common. I remember I wrote Daryl on Facebook like, hey, you know this guy, Alex? His name was like Radio Alexander at the time. Like, you know this guy? Like, I'm trying to work at his radio station. Like, can you connect us? Daryl connected us. And then me and Alex set up a time to meet each other. We met at Cumberland Mall. I remember um, he had to go somewhere. So he was one late getting there. Um, And then two, he had to leave early. So he only gave me like five minutes of his time. And I remember thinking that, it didn't go good. So I'm like, well, usually when people like you, they want to spend more time with you. And he was kind of like short, kept a poker face on. Like I try to crack jokes. Like he was not laughing. I'm like, either I'm not funny or this dude just hates me. (laughs) And I remember like thinking like, damn, I think I did a bad job, but I just wanted to keep following up with him. And so I, and he'll tell you this too. Like I stalked him. Like I kept emailing him like, Hey, just wanted to follow up. Hey, did you get my email about my last follow up? (laughs) Hey, did you get my last two emails about my last follow up? Like I just kept, um, bothering him. 
And he said, like, that's one of the reasons that he decided to hire me, though, because he knew, like, just from that, I was going to go hard with with anybody. And so I had another interview with him and Stan, who was also one of the owners of Boss FM. And I remember getting there and thinking Stan didn't like me either. And so I was just like, we met at the 12, which, like, if you live in Atlanta, you go to Atlanta, like, you know what the 12 is. Um, it's like really like this bougie like black person black people apartment like all the bougie black people live in the 12 and of course that's where Alex and Stan lived at the 12 and so yeah we met there and I remember thinking like I don't think Stan liked me but then Stan had in common that we both were from Milwaukee and so that made me feel a little more comfortable but I still left there not really knowing if I was gonna come on and so I remember Alex talking to me saying like we need a producer for our show, not necessarily a host. And I just wanted to get in. So I was just like, well, wherever you see fit, you know, cause it's, you, this is your arena of expertise. And so if you feel like I would make a good producer right now and not a host, then I'm willing to do that because you are able to better assess my skills and talents right now. And so, yeah, he hired me as the producer of his show and he did his show it was him and my Kia Jeter which is like one of my best friends now but I remember the day I got there I was like I don't think she likes me either (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's how that happened but it was really like persistence and just uh always following like even like I said I didn't know if Alex likes me I could have let that defeat me and then we wouldn't be talking about this right now but because I was like you know whether he likes me or not like this is something I want to do I you know know I can bring something to his company and I would like to let them help me um so I just kept following up and that's you know where we come while we're here today (laughs) So even through even through your insecurities and everything, your doubt, you know, thinking, you know, that the people around you weren't necessarily, you know, liking you, you still you still kept doing it and you still persisted. Because I think a lot of times what people do is they give up, Mm -hmm. you know, they they let that consume them and then that's all they think about. So Mm -hmm. they feel like they're not good enough. And I just want to say, if you if you let that, you know, take control of you, like you said, we wouldn't be sitting here today Mm -hmm. like we would be not doing this right now and that would be sucky for a lot of people i use the word sucky (laughs) all right i know i had i jumped back but i just felt that we needed to go there so people could understand you're right and then we're back in chicago you Mm -hmm. were doing real estate and then what um what, what was happening at this time I, oh, okay. So, yep, I was back in Chicago. So, I moved to Chicago in, like, January of 2016. Um, and, yeah, I was just kind of working, like, getting acclimated to a new developer because I switched developers and I was working with a new company. I remember just getting, like, in the swing of things with that. And uh, I knew I was going to revisit. Like, I, I was so far into, like, entertainment and media by working at the radio station and stuff that I knew I was going to get back into it. I just didn't know how I was going to do that. And I remember kind of throwing some idea- ideas out there to Takia, um, who's also one of my best friends. She was on episode three and five. Yeah. Um, TK the Great. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so we would talk a lot about kind of like what we want to do. And I'm sure, like, I'm one of those people that I always have an idea. So I'm always running something past somebody. Um, and at that time in my life, though, I would just have ideas and I wouldn't really 
bring them to fruition. And so I don't remember the first time I thought about the 20-something series, but I remember initially it was going to be a blog. And I remember, like, telling her we were walking under a vidoc in Hyde Park, which is our old neighborhood. Well, she's, she lives there, but that's where I used to live in Chicago. And I remember telling her, like, I want to do this, this series, like, about being 20 because I'm like, I have all of these, uh, or being in my 20s, I have all these weird experiences and all this stuff has happened. And I'm like, I know I can't be alone in the shit that I go through <laughs> and like the stuff that I feel like, why am I so confused just about life and nothing's happening? Right. Like, but why do I feel so confused and why do I feel so weird? And I feel like I should be at this certain level at this age and I really don't have to be. And so I remember like saying I wanted it to be a blog. And then I remember like, well, niggas don't read. You <laughs> know. <laughs> not a true story but a true story <laughs> I mean they re- you know people read sometimes if it's captivating enough and compelling right. enough but just imagine all of these podcasts being written out in a blog form that's long right that's too much um and so I couldn't think of I couldn't think about what I was going to do but I remember like writing down the idea about it and I remember like even still now on my phone, there is, like, a note in there that has, like, all of the people that I will really want to have on the show. And Kaya is on there. Um, so <laughs> the queen, thug misses. Um, but I, I had, like, a list written out of, like, everybody I wanted to interview on the show. And it, I just did nothing with it for, like, a long time. Um, and then I got the idea for a podcast and, like, it was right around my birthday. So, like, October of 2016. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast about this. And still didn't do anything with it, though. It was just, like, I was talking. Like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast. And then I started dating uh, my boyfriend now in December of that year. And I remember telling him the idea. And I remember him saying, well, are you just going to talk about it or are you going to actually <laughs> do it? And like for me, you know, like when you first, when you start dating somebody, it's like you're really in that stage where you want to impress them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, he ain't about to just like think I'm just the person that just talks shit and never does it. So it really this, the podcast happened out of my ego and me not wanting to look like somebody who like couldn't execute the things that I talk about. So thank him for all you guys that like this podcast. <laughs> you have to thank him for like really putting the fire under my ass and like challenging me like are you gonna just talk about it or are you gonna do it and so I remember that's when I put everything into gear um and the 20 something series happened a month later in January turn up yep we out here <laughs> <laughs> was that even the question like I'm even trying oh wait remember. it was oh was it I think okay <laughs> either way I go we wanted to know how this happened <laughs> yep and that works for us yep so it's just it's such an inspiration like you are you're always been an inspiration to me Thank like you I get you excited too. when I talk about you it makes my mom excited she'd Aww. be excited too so yeah I remember when your article uh was <laughs> was uh published in vibe like I was telling everybody <laughs> and when I talk about you to people I let them know you know I speak it already into existence I'm like yeah my friend she's a celebrity I'm going to meet Oprah because of her. Like, you don't understand that. She's my ticket to I remember Oprah. you told me when I was in New York, and we're rewinding here, but I remember you told me you had a dream that, like, you saw me on the cover of a, mag- of a magazine. Do you remember us having I that conversation? I still see it. And, like, I remember, and, and so, like, Vibe has this thing every semester where they do, like, the interns have to come up with their own issue of Vibe magazine. And so you told me this before that happened, but then... 
fast forward to that happening and we had to vote on like who the editor in chief was going to be of the intern magazine and like my class voted for me which like I was the only one there that didn't have a degree like I was not the best writer by a long shot but they voted me to be the editor-in-chief and I remember like I had to take a picture for the inside like the editor's page of our intern magazine and I remember like sending you that and you were like I told you I saw this (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um, man that's like this is because you you don't forget but like you don't connect these moments when you're just kind of living them but like going back to connect that that's crazy that you have that vision that dream right and then i sent you a picture of me (laughs) in a magazine even though it's an intern magazine you can't buy it anywhere but it's still you know like wow that's crazy it's preparing you for the the major photo shoots yeah yeah. i'm ready (laughs) quit my job and follow you around oh no i totally (laughs) totally because i'm i'm about to have oprah money so all all my niggas can quit their job we out here gail i call dibs on gail (laughs) i'm bringing my mama though every every, everybody eats b we out here bringing the whole fam the whole team going so yeah i mean i really don't i think that's pretty much it but i just wanted people to understand like you know even when you think you're not qualified whatever is for you you're absolutely qualified for it even when you think you can't mm-hmm. overcome something or you think something is going to defeat you like that's not even the case like nope. we get up and we get out here and it goes down mm-hmm. period and life is full of rejection man i'm telling you like and as crazy as it is i haven't in my lifetime like i've experienced struggles and stuff but like direct rejection I usually have a good rate, like when I apply for jobs or like when I was applying for internships, I remember thinking like, man, I get a lot of the stuff that I apply for an interview for. And then I get to this point in my life, though, with doing the podcast festival and I start to experience rejection like more rapidly Mm -hmm. and much more direct than I've ever experienced this. So this even now I'm like going through what I could let defeat me. You know, like I'm I'm reaching out to people to get them connected with this, sponsors, just people that I want to find be interested in as much as people are excited, it's like double the amount of people who are like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I don't want to attach to this or this is too too new of an idea, all that. So it's it's even now like that I'm going through, man, I could really let this shit like get to me. Or I can come out on the other side of this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, keep going because that's all you have at the end of the day. Like, I I quit my job to do what I'm doing right now. So do I fail at that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, do I let a couple of people saying no? Um, it was a, a huge sponsor that I was after. And we were gaining some traction with them. And I just knew they were going to come through I just knew they were gonna say yeah I just had a good feeling like I had it all written down all of this stuff and they came back and said no and it devastated me like I mean crip like I was in the car like bawling crying because I'm just like I can't see past this because I just knew this was gonna happen and it didn't you know what I mean and so that does something to you though because not only does it go against your ego right Right. it goes against everything that you believe it's like you put stuff out there and it comes back to you and then that particular thing didn't I mean and I I had to think about it like is this it 
or do I not accept no for an answer? Right. So I went back. Right. And I mean, they might reject me again, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. It goes back to like the thing with Alex. Right. You know, right. like I could have let that me meeting him and him he was he was just preoccupied he told me later on like i had to make my flight so i was thinking about the <laughs> fact that i needed to get the fuck away from you right and get to the airport so i can make my flight but i could have let that defeat me and be like well he don't like me i'm not gonna follow up with him right but then we wouldn't be talking we wouldn't have that experience to talk about so anyway i say all that to say like you will reject you will experience rejection you will more than likely unless you are born with a silver spoon you're going to experience a time like I experienced in New York where I had no fucking money. Right. But I was just steadfast on chasing whatever dream I had at that time that I was willing to not eat for it. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, not now, though, because I really like food and <laughs> I can't I don't want to go back to eating like ramen noodles and hot dogs for like <laughs> breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> But there might be a time where that might be a sacrifice and you have to ask yourself what is more important right. to you. Um, and again, yeah, you know, like compared to Oprah, I still haven't done anything with right. my life if you compare me to her. But if you compare me to the person that I was this time last year, I've done so much more. Right. Um, so just keep going. Really, that's all it boils down to is just don't let anything stop you. Like somebody says, no, you either ask them again or you find somebody else to ask. Right. Every time <laughs> I don't remember what what the situation was, but um, when I'm listening to my my old school mixes, anytime <laughs> Unleash the Dragon come on, I uh-huh. think of you. I'm like, this is jazz. This oh is her life theme song. And I'm just in the car and I'm just jamming. I'm like, this is her theme song. <laughs> Every time, it just gets me geeked. I think about you. But I low-key love Unleash the Dragon, and I love Cisco. Um, I bet you, I wonder if my friend Wong going to listen to this, because we always talk about Unleash the Dragon, and how Cisco used to be like, yeah! <laughs> you feel you see it with, with his shirt all unbuttoned. He be ready. <laughs> I love you, Cisco! <laughs> Cisco, come on the show. Call, call me. Come on the show. We wanna yeah. Talk to, <laughs> talk to Cisco about his 20s. Because I think he was in his 20s when he was like, it was Drew Hill time. Yeah. So that would be real. Man. I definitely want to hear that. I love Cisco. I also want to clear the air. Um, I remember uh, listening to one of your episodes and you were watching a new edition uh, story. Yeah. And you were saying you wanted to see the B2K story. Yes. Yes. So I was saying, you like Draz B. Let's, we're not going to go into that, well, though. I, I did. <laughs> I, I'm admitting to that. I, I was Because I was so obsessed with them. Yeah. And I'm like, when <laughs> Jay Boog, when they went on BT and he was talking about, he just completely, he just like raped us. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like his words were taken out of context. He just mean that he felt like stripped of everything, oh. not physically raped by Chris Stokes. <laughs> yeah, by Chris Stokes. Oh, so Chris Stokes is not. Uh, he's not. Okay, he's not. Because I've been holding this grudge against Chris Stokes. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, how dare you? Are you the reason we don't have B2K anymore? Because you know I was obsessed with Omarion, and that's yes. his uncle in law. So. Christo? Yes, I know they whole family history, but <laughs> I can build a tree right now. Oh, Marianne is my first love. So, <laughs> so I just I just know he's married to like one of his uh, mom's sisters. So that's how he ended up springboarding oh. Omarion's career, kind of like what he did with um, kind of like I guess you want to say like Wait, immature. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. And then, like, with the whole new edition, taking it back to that, like, uh, I want to say, like, Johnny Gill, that's how it springboarded his solo career. So okay. that's what B2K was for Marianne. So I don't think he never really had intentions on staying with them forever. I'm not mad. No grudges hold it, you know, just in case we ever get that chance to mm. be friends. Like, oh, Marianne? Yes. Well, but I have a question, though. So, and this has nothing to do with anything that we just talked about, <laughs> aside from B2K. Like, why did they used to lie about being related to each other? Like, that's some bullshit, and I still really feel, <laughs> like, I feel a way about that, because Janae used to lie and say she was Lil Fizz's cousin, and then, like, oh, Marianne and Batman were supposed to be brothers. Batman from Marcus Houston. They're um, like, if I know, you don't know who Batman is, you too young to be listening <laughs> to this shit. You ain't, you ain't in your twenties. <laughs> I know they like um, related by marriage because Chris Stokes is Marcus Houston's actual uncle. Oh, and if you see any of his BET movies, you see Chris Stokes is always like the executive producer. That's okay. his like real life uncle. So they're like related by marriage. As far as Janae, who I used to be obsessed with too when I was like thirteen, when nobody knew who she was, mm-hmm. and she, she had that hidden track on Pandemonium. Dog, remember. Dog. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I remember. So, <laughs> jamming. Um, but as far as them two, be, her and um, Fizz being related, I'm not really sure. I kind of just, like, let that go under the rug. I feel like they just lie because they both are, like, light-skinned. That like, makes sense. you know, racially ambiguous. <laughs> um, and had, like, that kind of, like, fine type of hair. But it's just, like, <laughs> you don't have to lie and say that's your cousin. Like, we either like her or we don't. And, like, she didn't. I think that probably hurt her. Right. Because she's your cousin and you the weakest link out of B2. <laughs> Okay. Some would argue that Raz B is, but I'm not. I would. I would I'm not gonna. That. I'm not claiming that because Raz B, you know, he was Bay at that time. But I thought Lil Fizz was like he was never a good rapper. His raps, he's, what they first album Fantasy, like that rap he did. He did two raps in that song. <laughs> I could break it down for you. He did two raps in that song, and they both went hard. But that's it. That's like the only time. We should pl- no. I'm just playing. Let's not play it. But still, <laughs> I, st- I still listen hard. to Pandemonium though. Like I do. Um, they they have like one of my favorite songs ever. It's called What You Get. Do you know what I'm talking? Yeah. About? Yeah, so that's one of my favorite songs, so I still listen to Pandemonium. And it's funny, though, because I'm 28, and, like, I mentor girls who are, like, half my age, so literally 14 years old. (laughs) And I remember I was in the car one day with one of the girls, and, like, I was like, oh, I'm about to play this song for you. (laughs) You're going to love. I'm like, it's by this group called B2K. (laughs) You know, way back in my time when I was your age, there was this really cool group. And so I remember, like playing it for I'm like you don't know who B2K is because she was so uninterested I guess so and I'm bad. like you don't know them and she's like no and I'm like you don't think they're cute and I'm like trying to show her <laughs> and she's like no they don't look good and yeah that was really hurtful but she did <laughs> like the song What You Get because then she made like a couple of days later she made a video on like one of those young people Instagram pick collage things <laughs> that they do and you can play music behind it she had that song playing okay so I'm out here schooling these. I was going to say, you putting know, them on. I'm doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but no. So, 20 years of friendship. We're in our late 20s now. Y'all, I'm about to be 29 next month. Yes, you are. I mean, well, we can say next the month. Next month, yeah, it's September Because it's September. So, yeah, 29. I just got a migraine just thinking about it. Because <laughs> um, I'm not ready yet, you know? And I always say that, like, I don't even feel like an adult. I mean, I do adult things like I pay taxes, <laughs> I pay bills and things like that. Um, I drink water, you know, take vitamins, 
all that stuff, but I just do not feel like, <laughs> you know, it's like I look at myself in the mirror like, girl, I can't even take me seriously. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I'm just like, damn, for me to be knocking on the door of like 30 um, is really, really crazy. Like, do you have any weird feelings about us being in, like, how do you feel about it? My whole thing, like, now is, like, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I come to the conclusion that everybody's journey is different. Everybody is on different levels right now. I got friends who are are married and still married. I got friends who are divorced Mm -hmm. already, like, just starting college, finishing college, going, like, everybody's in all kinds of different spots. Like, and I think that that's one of the beautiful things about being a millennial, you know? Mm -hmm. Nobody's, you know, back in the super far day, like, in the 50s, like, everybody was married. Everybody Mm -hmm. had kids. Like, it was, like, so uniformed. But now we're, like, all over the place. Mm -hmm. We taking over. They should be be scared. (laughs) They should. But, I mean, it just is what it is. Everybody, you know, so even if I see somebody, like, our age now, or, you know, like, in their late 20s, and they're like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, that's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no judgment. Like, a lot of people don't, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think we forget, like, how young it actually is, though. Because it's the oldest we've ever been. (laughs) But (laughs) it's actually, I mean, again, it's only in our 20s like we are just now like real adults like i said you know what i'm saying like i just started paying my bills on time am i you know what i mean like last month (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) but yeah no it's it's like it's okay to be at different journeys and that is it's good that you said that though like it doesn't matter if you're 28 29 30 and you're not married or if you are married and you have kids and like that's the way your life is working out for you because everybody's path is different, exactly. um, which is good though, because man, in this age of like social media and like, it's so easy to like look at your life and compare it to other people's lives and feel like it's not where it should be. Right. And and if it's it's okay. Like if you, I I said that like I had that year in New York where I like didn't have shit and I was like twenty three or twenty four. If you twenty nine and that's your year now, like right. that's okay too. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's it's a part of that journey and like and if you 29 and you oprah already because oprah had money by the time she was our age oprah tight yeah she was like a rich bitch already (laughs) when she was like my age but you know that's not everybody else's path either right so just be comfortable with your path is what i'll say and i have i have like so many other things that i wanted to like talk about this episode and i always do this like i think about how the episode should go and I'm like I'm gonna say this I'm gonna reference that and then I never do it and then I stop recording I'm like damn I meant to say that so I'm just telling y'all that now that there was supposed to be some other stuff (laughs) that I meant to say even before we got into our conversation that I just didn't um but again you know I'm not an expert at this I'm not even sure if this is like you know like this is another one of those things though like I don't want to say I'm not sure this is what I want to do because I know this is an industry that I want to work in. But, like, even with the podcast, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to even do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay, though. Yeah. Like, we always feel like when we start doing something, like, that's the thing you stuck with and you just are not, man. Like, I just want to stress that so much. Like, dude, if you're doing something right now and you don't like it, that's okay. Quit. You know what I'm saying? I quit ballet. I quit clarinet. I quit. <laughs> I quit everything. <laughs> you can do I, it. I quit college. Okay. 
You can quit whatever you want. I quit school and I turned out just fine. <laughs> just don't quit on your kids. You can't do that. But, you know, some people don't sure. be on their babies. But don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And don't quit on life either. Because, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, it's still good and it goes on. But, yeah, I just really wanted to, like, have that really transparent moment. Because sometimes I get up and I'm just like, I don't want to do anything today. Um, but just, you know, keep persevering. Keep getting through it. Just pray man I can't stress that enough like I don't know you guys religion and spirituality I'm learning are just kind of like different realms Mm -hmm. for me I'm I feel like I'm more spiritual at this point but I still you know believe in God and have a relationship and like that's who you can turn to to just talk about whatever you want I'm rambling it's because I'm tired I've been having (laughs) I had a long day today Um, but thank you for coming in thanks for having me I really appreciate it. This means so much to me, man. Like I said, again, I'll always say this. Y'all got to get friends that support y'all and motivate y'all. So if you're doing something like this and you haven't even had one of your friends on there, you either need new friends or you should not be a friend because that means you haven't <laughs> asked them to come on. <laughs> so support your fucking friends and whatever the fuck they do. <laughs> support them. Do you have any uh, any final words, my lady? Because I'm I'm gonna go. I'm tired, but I'm gonna go watch another episode of Game of Thrones when I get home. I don't care. I'm gonna glue my eyes open for that. I don't. I don't have any. Or hold them open for that. No. I don't. No. Nope. Well, my only last words um, uh, to follow us on social media. Um, I actually so I don't know if you guys know like I do social media management for like other brands. But I'm, like, really shitty at doing it for my <laughs> own. I don't know why that is, though. Uh, but, yeah, follow us on all platforms. So, at 20-something series, except for Twitter, is at 20-some series. And I want to tell y'all how bad I am at Twitter that I didn't even realize that I did not even have a Twitter app. Like, that's how much I don't <laughs> use Twitter that, like, I forgot that I even had. Like, I didn't have the app on my phone. I just downloaded it today. So, now I have, like, an app again. But, yeah, follow us on all platforms. Um, don't forget to rate, review, um, and share these episodes. Uh, the Milwaukee Podcast Festival tickets are on sale now. That is going to head- be headlining headlined excuse me by the Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. Uh, thanks to our sponsors today. I just mentioned one, the Milwaukee Podcast Festival in uh, Where There Is Wi-Fi. I think that's going to be a really cool blog. Um, Everyday Media in here. Thank you so much for giving us your studio. Thank you, Mary Alice, and your beautiful mother. Y'all, Mary Alice mama in here looking like she <laughs> in her 20s. She, she needs to be up here telling us how she found the fucking fountain of youth <laughs> in here. But yeah, anyway, yeah, follow us all that good stuff. Uh, and remember, when you turn 30, none of this shit will matter. Thanks for listening. <laughs>